Good everyone. Welcome back to Rogue Opinions. My name is Nathan. On the road to Christmas festivities, I am, of course, next to my Mrs. Claus, Ben Abert. Hi, Mrs. Claus. Hi, baby. So oh. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming all over your face. <laughs> We're coming from two very different places on the emotional spectrum today yeah i'm already always at this place i like i like this because every every time we record we're like oh we check the sound and we're like yeah we sound good let's start recording and then ben immediately starts screaming to <laughs> 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 so get a level so you're like yeah we, we sound we sound great <laughs> santa claus <laughs> <laughs> so sorry sorry headphone users that's all, right. all good the top podcast people say, but, uh, but Ben, you, you, you're in ta- you're in Taiwan. Why don't you give give a little backstory? What, what are you going to be doing for Christmas? Oh, I'm going to be teaching all day. I'm going to be working like eight hours on Christmas Day. But you know, I might I might be feeling a little bit festive. I might bring the kids some like. Should I bake my own apple pie? I mean, no, not apple pie. Uh, mince mince pies. <laughs> I bake my own mince pies. No, because I've I've seen you cook. I can cook. Maybe just buy some mince pies if they. But the thing is, there's nowhere to buy mince pies here. It's not a thing here. Well, I don't know. You must have something Christmassy. Just like just roast an entire turkey and just bring it to us. Maybe yeah, that could be good. And just be like, this is this is what white people eat. Has no tofu in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh, amazed them. But I mean, I probably wouldn't start bringing kids food. Yeah, I keep accidentally poisoning my own food. So. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling me, "Oh, I can't record. I've broken my phone." But really, you're just you just can't cook. <laughs> keep throwing up on my phone. I keep accidentally cooking my phone. Like, whoa, fucking hell! <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> I keep putting it in the fucking oven. So, so no Christmas for you? No, no little presents? Not okay. really. I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take our mutual friend, the Retina doc, Dr. Retina TS, out to like a Christmas dinner. But that will be like, it's like a seafood <laughs> buffet. It's not even like anything related to Christmas. I've just got a voucher I need to use up. And he's like my only friend. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, just going to go in. <laughs> just a friend date. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, can you FaceTime me? And then I'll eat my dinner at the same time. And it'll be like a yeah, freeway, sure. freeway Christmas date. Generally, generally that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really funny. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll order something as well. So yeah. that they... Um, <laughs> they order some like shrimp. They just have to put it down in front of your phone. <laughs> Oh, that'd be really cool. Um, but but yes, let's let's move on to more relevant topic. Christmas is done. Now that's our Christmas sorted. Oh, uh, you, you see that? You, you see that Wonder Woman trailer? That Wonder Woman trailer is my fucking Christmas present. That was great. I like Wonder Woman. The first one I thought is good. I didn't think it was like amazing. It kind of falls apart in the second and the third act. But like this one looks fucking amazing this one looks so much fun yeah it does look really good uh this is like the one 
film. I know some people say like Shazam. Yeah. But I didn't see it, so. <laughs> Shazam, is literally, Shazam is the best DC film other than Joker it's the second best DC film oh god I forgot about Joker already okay Wonder Woman is the, my second favourite one but they seem to get these ones right like everything else so far they've got the tone horribly wrong yeah true but this looks this looks fun um, I always nice. like Chris Pine yeah he's always great one of the Hollywood Chris's on the Chris Walk of Fame. I feel like all the Hollywood Chrises should retire at the same time. Yeah, they should. And just have their hands together. Get a retirement home. And then get MTV to uh, just do welcome <laughs> yeah, to my get, welcome to my crib. <laughs> getting paid ten million episodes. The Chris's house. This time, Hensworth and Pratt are wanking each other off, while Evans and the other one are screaming at each other. No, it'd just, be, it'd just be Evans and Hemsworth just doing bicep curls and then measuring yeah. their biceps to see who's <laughs> his bigger. It's like, and Chris Pine would just kind of be there. Yeah. Pine, he's just like, oh, he's just like smoking a cigarette in the background. He's like the host. And at the end, he just watches the other three. The Pratt is always like trying to be cool, but everyone, Hemsworth and Evans, are like, you're a fucking bitch, dude. And uh, Pratt's like, oh, please like me. But then Pine is like watching them all, like smoking a cigar. At the end of the, every episode, we just meet him in on a nice like rocking chair. He's like, "Oh, Pine, Pratt didn't get very far on his mission today. Hemsworth's still a cunt, and uh, yeah, everyone likes Evans. You can't say anything more about Evans." <laughs> and that's that's in every every episode. I don't know if society is willing to go the other way in the whole casting genders for specific roles but instead of charlie's angels if we could have chris's angels yeah and it's that and it's that american magician chris angel (laughs) just just running the house of um the hollywood chris's yeah but then but then this is going to be a real throwback as we go into 2020 chris christopherson appears and everyone's confused and that's where blade strikes and it's (laughs) and it's actually just blade (laughs) Who the fuck is Chris Christopherson? He's Whistler. Oh yeah, yeah. that guy. Who hasn't is... worked since? Who hasn't worked since like Blade Trinity? It's because he's like nine hundred years old. Leave the guy alone. All right, I didn't know he's Yoda. But yeah. He's not Yoda. He's Chris Christopherson. As close to real Yoda as we can get. Probably yeah. How's how's that Mandalorian doing, fam? That's good. The ba- that baby Yoda is damn cute, son. That baby Yoda is everything I, I, knew, I never knew I wanted. Yeah, baby Yoda is pretty great. I'm actually enjoying Mandalorian, even though uh, I'm not really a Star Wars guy. But I've been, I've been um, FBI, if you're listening. I know Disney Plus isn't in the UK yet, but I, I'm not in the UK, obviously. Yeah, so. it that actually is... I mean, I'm, I'm fucking powering the shit out of it, but I, it actually is <laughs> available in Taiwan. But like, uh, I'm like, I can't seem to find it on my, on the PlayStation app for some weird reason. Like, why isn't it? I can't fly, find the the app on the PlayStation Store. So I'm like, all right, you're gonna make this way more difficult than it should be. So you know, get my shit for free then. <laughs> yeah, if you're not gonna make your app easily accessible, I'm gonna yeah, steal your much. content. Pretty much. <laughs> That's the revenge. That's everyone's revenge. And, yeah, that story would make an excellent movie, Ben. 
Yeah. They'd probably star Chris Christopherson as Walt Disney. Yeah. But wow. does Chris Christopherson hate Jewish people? Because I know Walt did it, Disney did. I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to know. Before all the podcast apps are bought by Disney, which I'm sure we'll <laughs> And we just get thrown off. But this, this, this week we're just going to play a little bit of a game. Uh, we've we've each gone gone onto the interwebs and found some news stories. Yeah. Uh, we we're just going to take the headlines and a brief. Well, we're not going to give the brief description at first of the actual story, but we're just going to take the headline, throw it out to each other in the middle, and then we're going to run at it like we're playing dodgeball, bump heads, and try and create a movie out of said headline or TV series, I guess. Yeah. Uh, from there, so hopefully that made sense. I feel like it did, but I'm sure, sure. everyone listening will grasp the concept near enough. Ben, uh, I know you usually go first, but may I go first? Of course. I'd like you. to present you with a duck. A duck. A duck named Dave. Dave the duck. Okay. The world has got imagination just up to up to infinite with that naming. Um, duck named Dave has to have penis removed after being over amorous with ladies. Yeah. <laughs> they've, Good had old, to, Dave. they've had to eunuch a duck because <laughs> he he's, too much. Yeah. he's too randy. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they call the randy, duck randy? I've heard that phrase in fucking ages. Jesus Christ, 1991. You're the one who fucking phrase back. Randy. Are you feeling randy, baby? <laughs> the last time I heard that phrase, Austin Powers. So, so first off, Mike Myers is playing the duck. Hundred <laughs> percent. So I think this is gonna have to be an animated venture because. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Could you live action it? No, it never goes well, does it? Maybe Howard the Duck is the duck. Voice by Mike. <laughs> oh god! This is Marvel's <laughs> in to bring yeah. Howard the Duck. No, because he was, he was there at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, wasn't he? Yeah, it's what, it's what he does afterwards. It's what he does afterwards. He's like, fuck. He's still all destruction, so he's like, now nah, I just want to fuck. And he keeps fucking all these other ducks. Played I by Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to, to make fun of the, the Me Too movement, so this isn't me making fun of it. But if we could make somehow a film about how the Me Too movement translates into the animal kingdom... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this would work. Yeah. And it's and it's a documentary with a load of these ducks coming forward yeah. to call out Randy. You too, Randy, Randy. <laughs> you got to calm down, Randy. And he's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Randy, you can't fuck me. As you tell, I'm telling you not to. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he's just putting his wing where it doesn't belong. <laughs> So, I mean, animated? I think animated is oh, the yeah, way I to think go. Animated, yeah. Or um, the weird kind of real-life animation that was Lion King or, and Jungle Book. That kind of, it, it really is animated, but it looks like lifelike. Oh, Maybe oh, it's because you used to do that. A load of soulless creatures talking about how they got fingered by this duck. <laughs> so who would play the victims? Who would play the people who who's been fingered by this duck? I guess it'd be winged. Ducks don't have yeah. whatever webbed feet. 
Yeah. <laughs> count his fingers? Yeah, why not? Sure. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into duck fucking... <laughs> not, on a, not on a Wednesday, anyway. No, never on a Wednesday. Uh, so... <laughs> I think you've got to have a few coming forward and are just kind of doing like backstage bits yeah. uh, where they're less like sat in a booth with their um, <laughs> their faces blurred out. <laughs> sure. Voiced by like, I want to say one of them is Gwyneth Paltrow. Just because it's something that's calling out to me. Oh, definitely. And then you have one of her weird product placement moments where she's just got a load of her stuff <laughs> from a weird spirit shop. Uh, just on sure. the background that sells like have I told you do you know about Gwyneth Paltrow's weird company I don't oh, <laughs> honestly God, I know nothing about Gwyneth Paltrow oh it's so weird she's got one of those Silicon Valley high-end bullshit companies that just mm. sells a load of incredibly overpriced things but they're all really weird stuff like she sells like vagina eggs and stuff like that but Jesus they're thousands Christ. of dollars yeah. And I think it's called like Goop or Go Up is the company name or something like that. And it's, you go on the website, it's just a load of incredibly strange spiritual stuff just taking, fleecing people of money. Yeah. And they are like thousands shit. of dollars. So, yeah, but she sells like basically like jazzed up sex toys and things like that. Hmm. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow does in her spare time. But, um, yeah. I've got a segue if we want to segue to the next film for that. Oh, okay. Um, Ty, uh, YTT directs it. Oh, of course. So, know what other bullshit Gwyneth Paltrow might actually buy for her store. So, he- the headline. Headline is, Bana- banana duct taped to a wall sells for £120,000 <laughs> at Florida Gallas. I saw this. Banana <laughs> has to be replaced every three days. So you literally buy it and and the and the owner keeps having to buy bananas, so you're literally buying a bit of duct tape onto on a wall. <laughs> on a wall for hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I saw this story because as I often do scrolling through the, the the strangeness of Twitter. Yeah. What this is, this is this is white privilege. It is, hundred percent. It really like this is I don't know, like, what would the film be? Does the film just be about... It would just be, like, a 90-minute drama, which is just a camera looking at a banana grow. Yeah. And then it just gets picked <laughs> and duct-taped to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's some random, like, really pretentious fucking actors that argue over who gets to buy it. you got, like, Edward Norton and, like, fucking Sean Penn. Just arguing about, oh, I want to be the person who has this fucking great piece of art, and the banana is like, fuck these people. I want to die. I want to die young. So he just starts like doing heroin, and then Forever Young just starts playing. Forever Young, I wanna. I wanna be. be. Yeah, that Molotovs thrown at. And the credits just roll as this banana (laughs) just rots. The last shot is just like ten minutes. So sped up like through three days, and banana just rotting. <laughs> be really funny. <laughs> Edward Norton would love that film. That's that a perfect thing for Edward yeah. Norton to do. But I, mean, I just thought, could there just be a scene where it's just the art community 
just having this big debate at this like really pretentious university about whether a banana or an orange is the better fruit to go with. <laughs> and that fruit a, can be replaced by anything. Yeah, and then just, just like a, debating all the fruits. Yeah, it's just a lot of weird conversations about the the curves on a fruit. <laughs> what would say more? We should use a Sasquatch. We should use. We should use. <laughs> a Sasquatch. <is> a grape. <laughs> we should use a giant mythical <laughs> monster. <laughs> I meant a Tsukimi or whatever they call it. <laughs> You use a star fruit. Oh, a star fruit. (laughs) (laughs) There's just some guy getting far too into it just about how a pear looks like the curves of a woman. (laughs) Oh, I love fucking pears. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hey, uh, where's the pear? He's like, I I need a pear for this. (laughs) Why does this pear have a dick hole in it? Uh, we don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't have questions, man. We only have answers. We're the art community. And it's just played by that Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby on day release just does this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, mean, think, I think going in the wrong direction, I think this needs to be hipster as fuck. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because whoever, whoever made this art probably has thick-rimmed glasses that he doesn't really need. Yeah. Did you ever see the film called like Velvet Chainsaw? Well, no, Velvet, Velvet, some, Velvet Buzzsaw on like Netflix. No, but it sounds. It's like a really fucking. It's about the art like world, and like Jake Gyllenhaal's in it and some other famous people. But it's like the most pretentious thing you'll ever see. This is just a lot of brunch. There is a lot of brunch and a lot of arseholes talking about pretentious shit, and like the painting. <laughs> The painting like comes alive, and that oh, kills a bunch of people, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> you want this? But the banana, the banana itself, it's a new banana every like three days. So and what the are film people is looking at? <laughs> and then the the banana has like three different arcs. So it has three different personalities, and the last one is one is basically like Lemmy Kilmeister if he was a banana. So he just sets light <laughs> to shit. And he just drinks fucking cocaine out of Corona bottles. <laughs> I would really like it if there's, a, if there's a scene where two people are having a conversation and in the background you see him trying to teaspoon cocaine into an empty bottle. But he's just <laughs> spilling it everywhere. And he just oh, drops God. a load. So he's just rubbing his face on the floor like in, front of these, in front of all these art gallery goers. <laughs> He tried to get out of like, the uh, duct tape and he just flapped to the floor. Like, fucking hell. And he's just walking up to people and go, yeah, 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 so uh, what, what this banana represents is it's really, it's really, really deep. And he's just talking like, really <laughs> in miles an hour the whole time. And the guy's like, that doesn't look like a corona. He's like, oh, it's not, it's cocaine. He just pours it on someone. Because <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, you need to lighten up. Look at this banana. Do you want to buy it? It's 50 grand. I owe my drug dealer a lot of money. <laughs> That's why it's so much money. We have uh, 50 grand over there, 55 grand over there, 65 grand. 55 grand from uh, fucking Jeremy Clarkson. 80 grand from Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh, we've just created a brilliant idea. 
at the start, this artist owes his drug dealer so much money and he makes a bet with him that he can sell a load of idiots a banana and they'll call the debt even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly kind of what happened. I, I bet that is... I, I Honestly, how good, fucking good would it be to be the artist who made this? It's like, oh yeah, it cost me 40 fees to make this and five seconds of work. I got a banana, I taped it to the, to the wall, and I cut it with scissors, and I got paid $120,000 for this. So the, the artist is fucking loving it. He's buying, he, he paid off his $10,000 to old, old uh, Creepy Rick, who's a drug dealer. And now he's, get, and now he's uh, buying off, off a shady, shady Slim, who's his new drug dealer, which is, his cocaine is 10% more expensive, but... Thirty percent better. Imagine two hundred drug dealers having them say that. They say, "Yeah, this is this is twice as much because it's thirty percent better." You're like, Why is it not twice as good? Yeah, it's been fifty. <laughs> I don't think you know math, <laughs> you fool. Uh, but who's directing it? Ooh, good, good idea. Who's directing? I reckon Wes Craven. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> um, speaking of really poor life decisions, wife builds pub in back garden because she's so sick of husband sneaking off for a pint. Honestly, I feel like that's generally a good idea. That's kind of genius. I feel like that's enabling. Like, her, if, it, if her husband is sneaking off, yeah. Which it depends what your definition of sneaking is. If it's like taking any opportunity. If he's like crawling out of the windows when she's not looking, then yeah. <laughs> but if he's just like, yeah, I'm off down the pub tonight, mm. then I don't see an issue there. But I hope she's not enabling a drinking problem. But that's not funny, so we're not going to go into alcoholism. Uh, this seems the perfect opportunity for uh, Nick Frost. And how can I not remember the more famous one from Sean? Simon Elizabeth? Pegg. Simon Pegg. To yeah. come back and turn the, Kinect, the Cornetto trilogy into a Cornetto quadrilogy. Quadrilogy, yeah. And they've, uh, yeah, they're both married to the same girl. They've got they're, they're like best mates, but they're both fucked the same girl. And like every other night, they have to like she's it's like a Mormon relationship, but the other way around. So the woman has two men, and actually she has three husbands. One Simon Pegg, one's Nick Frost, and one is like Aziz Azari. And they just like go around, <laughs> and it's just yes. like the whole movie is like the three of them just like getting pissed at the pub, like saying, "Who's who's having sex with tonight?" And they have like fun wars to like to dictate who you get to have sex. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it's mixed with another story that I actually sent you the other day about that. Woman. I do remember the story. Yeah, that woman who has four boyfriends, and they're all just oh. <laughs> and with that super creepy picture of her yeah. sat in a chair. And all four of them have one hand on her. Yeah. And they're they... just glaring at her, like looking at her like she's food. And random question. Do you, how many of them are dressing you were virgins before they started dating her? Four, I'd say four. Yeah. <laughs> and and how 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 does their sex work? Does like do they all just go in a bedroom together? And they all time. <laughs> yeah, and everyone gets like five minutes, and then they punch in and like, oh, it's 
Oh, it's Randy's turn. Oh, it's Oliver's oh, turn. Not Randy. <laughs> not Randy. <laughs> not <laughs> but, this duck just struts in. <laughs> um, I think she works much like a timeshare. Probably. Well, they all just invest, and, the, and yeah. she's like, oh, Monday to half 12 on Tuesday, I'm with this guy. And then he's probably like, no, I'm playing Magic the Gathering that night. Hey, 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 hey. Magic the Gathering is a gentleman's game. It takes sophistication. It takes brains. Magic the Gathering is the greatest thing in the world. I didn't say anything. But yeah, I'm I'm one of the four men, so I can't really say much. Yeah, this is true. But back to the pub. Uh, So I I do think it's a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost comedy written all over it. Yeah, definitely. The wife is probably played by... Oh, Rebel up. Wilson. I don't like Rebel Wilson. What? You're right. Oh, right. Funny. Also, I just think it's going to be British. So. Yeah, true. I think probably the I can't remember the woman. The woman who's playing Doctor Who at the moment. Oh, Jodie Whittaker. Foster? Oh, Whittaker, not Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> not the woman from Inside Man, and um, but. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker could do it. She's got a nice... She's, she's got an accent on her. Sure. <laughs> she's got an accent, yeah. But in this picture, in this picture from the actual article, the woman's got her hands crossed on the balcony looking very stroppy. The guy's yeah. leaning out of this pub in their garden with a pint. And then she's actually made a sign called the Dog House Inn. I don't know why she looks annoyed when she built it. <laughs> it really feels like you're setting yourself up she's like oh now that the pub's here he's going to spend more time with me no he's going to be in the pub you built him <laughs> <laughs> all his yeah. mates are going to make such a mess oh 100% everyone is going to be round all the yeah. time right but... it's like an adult version of the shed oh the shed the legendary shed we'll do a whole episode on the shed one day <laughs> we should we should we should break into whoever owns that that property now and just do a podcast, podcast from the shed. From the shed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's I don't know really where the conflict is in this story. I feel like if it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, something really super weird has to happen. Like they're actually on some kind of different version of the Truman Show. Yeah, sure. So, and she's in on it to try and make money or they're probably all aliens and the aliens from the world's end are back or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel out, like it, it'd just be a lot of... It turns out that their, their wife is like actually a man. <laughs> it's got nothing to do... Yeah, all the stories we've given have nothing to do with the pub. <laughs> it's, <got nothing. laughs> it's like 45 minutes of setup of them building this pub and then something completely different happens. <laughs> Wife's well, actually paid by like Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, halfway through the film, the wife disappears. Jodie Whittaker disappears and is replaced by Russell Brand, pretending to be Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> I and don't it's notice. Just, it's just like how long before the men notice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not that Russell Brand is really good. It's just that they're too busy. Like <laughs> That's doing, absolutely smashed. <laughs> yeah, doing manly pub things. And at one point, he's even like, "Oh man." Well, you're looking super hot today. Like, have you done something different? And Russell Brand just says something Russell Brand like, "Oh, oh have you heard <laughs> this conspiracy?" Yeah. 
Oh my god, so, she actually she actually did build a proper pub. Like she's even got the big bottles of spirit behind the but this is really? dangerous. This is that's, really that's dangerous. <laughs> oh like, my god. Let's send you this picture. I feel like this doesn't really need a movie because I think I think it's send Louis Ferrou in there to, to do a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that's a serious cash they've spent on this thing. And it's fucking up. We've got a big ass fridge in the Red Bull. Yeah, what Jesus, we... I'd love that. They've got five, no, six different types of lager. Like, dude, I want that to be. I'm gonna. I want that to be my wife. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, you've just fallen in love with this woman. <laughs> yeah, like, mate, that is so good. Imagine having that in the back in the back of your garden. They spent fifteen grand having their garden leveled out before spending another two and a half on yeah. the initial build. They right. got Gordons, they got Captain Morgans, they got uh, what Malibu, yeah, famous groups, a couple of different gins there on the wall. Yeah. We got some brandy, but that brandy bottle is nearly empty, so he's clearly a brandy man. Right, <laughs> like, they've got problems. I don't think this is a happy story at all. I think Not really. This, I, I think, think that's just alcoholism. Yeah, I think it's just a dangerous alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, also, to do this, to spend like 20 grand on building your own pub, how often was he sneaking out? Yeah. <laughs> how was she going to think that's going to save money? Was she just literally, every day, was he spending like 50 quid on the pub? Yeah, but even that doesn't seem that bad compared to 15 grand to have your garden there. Yeah. Oh. That is pretty fucking mental. Like, <laughs> this woman must be so fucking lonely. They have like, kids. I'm really worried about the kids if they've got any. <laughs> this is a really dangerous but like, situation. Literally, if you were like the kid, like 17, you'd be so happy. You'd be like, we are going to get the fucking boys around. And they've we're got gonna three spend... kids and she's yeah. a nurse. You're a nurse. That, di- that dude is going to die of like, living poison. Yeah, he's, he's dead. And they've got three beagles as well, according to his picture. <laughs> three or beagles. Like, <laughs> or he got super drunk and... Stole three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two, but this seems like a. De- but I think Nick Frost and Simon Pegg could make this funny. Uh, get yeah. Ed- Edgar Wright, obviously. He could do the writing, directing. Yeah. Yeah, we well, did it for all the other ones, so he might as well. Yeah. Seems like a smart decision to make. But what what have you got next for us? You know who else might be a raging alcoholic, and we never knew. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin tries perineum. Do you, want, do you want to guess what the perineum is? Cocaine? No. I'll read out more. Josh Brolin tries perineum sun tanning and burns. Do you want to try? Uh, do you want to guess what perineum means? His butthole. Butthole. <laughs> His pucker Perineum, otherwise known as the gooch or the devil's lettuce. Or uh, there's a few other names for it. I, I most of the times call it the gooch. It's a space between your balls and your arsehole. Another word apparently is perineum. Never know who never heard that before. But he burns his arsehole because he was trying to dye his per trying to tan his perineum. Don't know why. Who's that sounds- for? <laughs> True. I don't think anyone's ever seen. I don't. I don't. Pretty sure I've never seen my gooch. So who is that for? 
Maybe it's from Ryan it, Reynolds. It must be. It must be an ego thing because I saw that there was loads of Instagram models like doing it. Yeah. Maybe it's just joining in. Maybe. Maybe it's what Ryan Reynolds needs for Deadpool Three. So how, how's, this, how's this becoming a movie? Uh, basically, we have the build-up of why Josh Brolin is like a badass, like manly man, yeah. So he's like, oh yeah, I can do what the fuck I want. I can be funny in interviews. I, I'm, I'm Cable. I'm like, I'm a guy from No Country for Old Men, right? But something comes along. Something comes along. He's got to make a deal with the devil. And he's like, the only way you can do this is if you die your perineum yeah and you do it successfully so i can kiss a nice golden brown perineum and it's the josh brolin for the next 45 minutes uh trying to tan his perineum yeah trying to find a way that he can make it he can shine it into the sun but he burns his arsehole he burns his pucker hole several times so the, the whole film is him trying to find a way they can tan his perineum without burning his arsehole. Because if, if you're going to kiss the perineum, you're going to kiss the arsehole. I love it. I was just, I was just imagining, <laughs> is this the sequel to 127 hours? <laughs> They're cutting off his arm. He just gets really fast sunburn on his arsehole. <laughs> he just falls the other way, so his arsehole is just right on... <laughs> his perineum is like right <laughs> in the middle. It's like, did you ever see Sunshine? Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's just like that, where they just, they can't take the amount of sunshine. So you could make it a sci-fi movie. Yeah, sure. But Josh Brolin just for some reason is really into tanning when the sunblock fails or the sunshield. <laughs> and he's just tanning himself in a really weird way. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and it's like, he puts the window right up, he puts his butt right up against the glass. And he's like, oh, that's his only way he gets off now. Yeah, he keeps mooning like the rival spaceships. And then for a <laughs> practical joke, one of the people in his crew, which is probably Ryan Reynolds, uh, yeah. takes down the sun shield as he's doing it. It's <laughs> a joke. Like, oh, man, you burnt my gooch. And that's what I said. <laughs> burnt my gooch. <laughs> this sounds weird. It does sound weird. I don't think you know it sounds weird. Well. I'm just going to... Uh, so, have you got another one? Hunt, uh, I do. The Hunt for the Mummy Marauder. <laughs> this sounds like a treasure, another treasure to see on Marjorie. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, we're going to read out a bit of a, a news story from listverse.com, okay? So, while everyone was stoked, uh, they missed, uh, the curious got a tale of a guy in whiteface. On Friday the 13th, a criminal robbed the first convenient bank in Harris County, Texas, near Houston. He threatened the teller and left them with an undercoated scum of money speeding away in a black Mississippi Montero SUV. You can see his identity, a man wrapped himself in white gauss. The first to obscure his liners, he always wore sunglasses, a wig, and a baseball cap. However, it was really the linen and wrapping that stood out, and it subsequently earned the criminal the, the moniker of the Mummy Marauder. Culprit was a black man at around 108 meters, 5'11. Fucking hell, is me. Tall and medium build. They released <laughs> image of the suspect in the hope that someone could help identify him. So basically, this guy is literally wrapped up like a mummy, like head to toe. And that was his disguise to rob a bank. So the, invisible, was, the invisible man. Kind of, yeah. It's generally kind of fucking genius. 
Yeah, it, I mean, kind of, in, in yeah. a way. I mean, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of his plot, but, <laughs> I mean, why? Do banks even have, like, enough money worth robbing these days? Everything's just done electronically. Is it? Like, I feel like there's still money in bank safes, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, where was he? Where, where did this in, take place? In uh, Houston, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Country. So, so, I mean, they're living in 1980, so. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, this is going to be a bank heist. Are we setting this modern day, or are we setting this, like, a while ago? We're setting it in Texas. We're setting it, so it's it's now modern day, but they don't know what transvestites are. <laughs> it's, now, it's now modern day, but they're all riding horses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, who, who's playing our brave Robert? Is this a comedy? Oh yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, like it should be Kevin Hart. Yeah, but he's not tall enough. I think maybe Kevin oh, wow. Spacey, and Kevin Hart together could be interesting. Um, <laughs> what Kevin Hart stood on Kevin Spacey's shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vern, Vern Troyer, the guy who played Mini Me, he's, he's pretty short. He can be on Kevin Hart's shoulders. Yeah, he's also dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Did you just find that out now? Uh, generally, I wouldn't have nailed it home so harshly if I knew you were just finding this out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you need another. Maybe Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis. He's in one of his Star Wars outfits. And because like that's the only honestly that's kind of the only work he gets with. Like, stop dressing no, up. Like, he was, he was in, he's got Harry Potter money. That's true. Uh, the dude probably has a fat fat wage because uh, he was probably in Lord of Rings. He's in Harry Potter and he was in fucking Star Wars. Like, oh, he's got residuals kind of, coming out of yeah, his fucking triumphant. So. This is a really cool So Ke- Kevin Hart with a midget on his shoulders or a dwarf, whatever yeah. the correct term is. Apologies. But, little, um, little people. <laughs> uh, robbing a bank whilst covered in mummy yeah. paper. Since and it's the had... mummy, can we give Brendan Fraser some work? Because I feel bad yeah. for that guy. Brendan Tom Cruise. Fraser could be like the, the advisor and Tom Cruise can be like the crazy friend who's like actually tells him to do this. I don't want to put Brendan Fraser and Tom Cruise in a movie because Tom Cruise stole Brendan Fraser's Mummy franchise and then fucked it up. I mean, one Mummy Three was pretty bad, and Brendan Fraser was in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fuck okay, it. He's coming. I mean, can Tom Cruise just be a bank teller who just? Gets yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just He's just thing. in the uh, makeup. He was in in Tropic Thunder. It's him doing that singing again and again. And right next to me is he's Kevin Hart and uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis doing robbing <laughs> the bank. Yeah, this is a really funny comedy. I like it. <laughs> but there's some really in debt. So if you're robbing a, I'm, I'm sure this guy did it alone. But I feel like because it's a movie, we do need a heist team. Yeah. Which... Let's have Chelsea Peretti also in, in the heist scene. Yeah. And uh, what, what Mindy Calling? Mindy Calling is that how you say it? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And I think we can, can we can we put Chris Christopherson in this one? Oh, of course, yeah. He, I mean, he robs banks most days, so he's like the expert. You've opened this up for me to just turn this into Blade. 
<laughs> Where's the science come from? All right, instead of Chris Christopherson, it's Triple H. Yeah, yeah. But like playing it. the vampire from Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a great high scene. Church, Chelsea Peretti, Warwick Davis, Kevin Hart, Triple H. <laughs> Mindy Kelly, yeah. Mindy and Kelly. Tom Cruise is playing around me in the corners doing a scene, like doing dancing. Like 90 minutes. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in every scene, but just in the background playing a different character. It's like sometimes he's <laughs> just like a busker on the street as they're walking to sometimes the bank. Sometimes just saying, I got the need for speed. I got the need for speed. <laughs> every scene he just does a, a line from one of his previous yeah. films. <laughs> The very end is like you can't handle the truth, <laughs> and then he puts on a, then he puts on one of his. Oh, I can't remember what the film's called now. What's that oh, sex orgy cool. film he was in? Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. It's just about sex orgies, oh, and everyone wears weird masks. Yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty, pretty great. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty great. Do you know it's not great? No. Everything's great. Oh, Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of it. Who's directing it? Oh, let's have... Let's have Rob Zombie. Nice. He's getting a lot of horror, which is actually pretty great because I'm about to present to you a potential horror film. Oh, yeah. Parent buys baby monitor and regrets it as they are told their child needs an exorcism. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. So yep. they bought this baby monitor, and the parents, as you do, because you're a new parent, you have to get baby pictures up every single second of the day. Yeah. And uh, so they did that. They looked at the... They took a picture of their baby on the baby monitor. It's one of those fancy ones with a screen. Yeah. And the baby looks uh, possessed. It's really? kind of yeah. On the screen, it's kind of blue, and its light, eyes light up, like it's got mm. two kind of lights in its eyes. Yeah, and, uh, it looks it looks terrifying. Let, let me let me send you let me let me let me let me send you the picture quickly. Okay. Of this, I guess we call it. It's either a child or a demon, and uh, I, I'll let you decide which. What the fuck? That <laughs> yeah. is generally terrifying. <laughs> So the obvious direction to go in is a horror movie. Yeah. But I would like to go in the opposite direction and create a rom-com. Oh, yeah? About yeah. kids finding love with, like... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involving the kid in any of that. <laughs> I'm on about a single, single father. I'm going in a different direction to most Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, who has a demon for a baby. Yeah. Now the demon killed, had to kill its mother after it was born because it's a demon. Sure. To get through there, and it kind of meets this father figure, a real kind of old timey guy. Yeah. And he has to learn how to kind of control and hone his powers uh, as the kid grows up. But then the old person, to make it a rom com, falls in love with a real Jennifer Aniston type. Oh yeah. Can the, can the guy be John Malkovich, please? That's what I'm all right, my children. You, re- you really missed me reciting the plot of Blade. <laughs> 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 but yes, it can be. We, we don't have to be Blade again. 
but um (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah and i think it's just a story it's not a rom-com it's just a story of this demon child growing up and being a demon the entire Mm -hmm. time but what i don't want i want the child to look exactly like it looks like on the baby monitor so it's just (laughs) this weird kind of static almost like a ghost yeah the whole time or you could just make casper again i guess yeah Get the guy who voiced Casper to get some money. Michael J. Fox, I think. Give him some money. Voice his fucking demon child. Yeah, he needs work. So yeah. That, that, that could work. It's either that or it's just a legal drama of the parents suing the baby monitor company for all the hate they got on Twitter. One of the parents trying to find out if he can legally kill his son. Yeah. One parent goes in one direction. It's like, oh, this baby yeah, monster's really, right. baby monster's really messed up. up. And the as the mum's saying that, she's like, I'm going to talk to a lawyer because we're getting a lot of hate after this baby monitor fucked up our kid. And um, and the dad's like, okay, as he's sharpening some kind yeah. of like some kind of steak and looking <laughs> at <laughs> and looking at holy water on eBay. <laughs> That'd be really... <laughs> and it's just to see where he's about to go do it and then the yeah. mum walks around the corner in the house she's like oh what are you doing and he's like oh David Blaine comes out and is like an exorcist <laughs> David Blaine <laughs> <laughs> but he's just come off of doing something really stupid so for some oh, reason for some reason he's all wet <laughs> <laughs> it's like David Blaine what have you been doing oh I was just seeing how long I could hold my water, my breath underwater yeah that's you not know, magic yeah, that's not magic, David. You're just weird. <laughs> one, do you remember when he we were just suspended in that box mm. up in London, and people were like, yeah. people were like attacked, but he refused to eat for some reason, and everyone yeah. just attached like McDonald's to remote control helicopters, <laughs> <laughs> flying up to the box. People are horrible. <laughs> I don't get that guy because if you look him up, it's like David Blaine is a magician. So that's not that's not magic. It's not magic, it's just like weird stunts. It's like, oh, I'm going to starve myself in front of loads of people. Yeah, it's really like, what he's done is he's taken really weird people's over-dramatic responses to situations. You know, it's like, oh, my girlfriend's being horrible to me, so I'm not going to eat. He's just like, hmm, they're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. <laughs> I like attention. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to eat and I'm going to sit in a box. <laughs> right over London where no one will see me. <laughs> What a weird guy he is. Uh, yeah, Dave, David Blaine is the kid. Yeah. Do you know what is also weird? Sure. Yeah. Uh, how viable is a poop knife? That's, a, that's another little gem from... Is this, uh, is this his YouTube channel I showed you that time? <laughs> no, it's not. That's that weird guy made a poop knife. Right. Oh, this is another gem from listverse.com. So, a scientist sprang to see if it's possible to make a usable knife out of frozen feces. Back in the 1990s, popular anthropologist Wade Davis from the University of British Columbia told an anecdote of an elderly Inuit man from the 40s or 50s who refused to leave his igloo out in the wild and relocate to a modern settlement. Even when his family took away all his tools, he made to do with what he had. Specifically, he took his own feces and molded it into a knife, sharpening it using his own hands and saliva. 
then he left it to freeze and ended up in a solid blade which he used to kill a dog. Experiment archaeologist Messin Erin from Ohio's Kent, Kent State University was one of the people fascinated by Davis's story. Back then, he was still a teenager, but now he had everything he needed to put the tail to the test. He ate a high-protein diet rich in salmon, beef, and turkey for eight days. He obtained multiple raw materials, which he shaped into blades, both using his hands and with a mould. He even used a metal file to sharpen some of the knives and give them the best chance of success. But it was no use. None of them could cut through hide, instead simply melting and leaving streaks like a brown crayon. (laughs) (laughs) So... But the whole my kind of idea for this film is this guy uh, Dave, whatever he's called, the the Dave Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista, comedian. Right? Uh, he's looked up this this survival expert from like the forties and fifties. Like, oh, I want to be that guy. If only I can make poop knives on my own. Uh, and he's like, he, he, the whole time is is that childhood. He keeps like caressing his poop. He keeps trying to mold it in his poop into like knives. And he goes years and years by, and he has this one woman who he loves. And uh, yeah, so he uh, he loves this woman, and he's just like, oh, I, I love playing with my own shit. And the woman's played by like Henna Hella Boom Carter or something. And he's like, oh, she's like, she's a bit mental, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I love it. You're a great guy. I love that about you. You love playing your own shit. And uh, yeah, so this guy just wants to make a knife that can kill someone uh, with his own shit. So uh, yeah, he free, he tries again and again. And by the age of 32, he's tried so many, he's tried thousands of times to make this poop knife. He's frozen it. He's he's melted it. He's fucking, he's put it in a mold. He's done all all these kind of experiments to make a poop knife. But nothing, nothing can 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 work. Nothing, it keep melting. It keep melting, becoming shit again. So eventually, he goes a bit mental and instead suffocates Hello Bowman Carter with his poop. So it's the first his knife and then he shoves it down her throat and then she just suffocates on his shit and he becomes the new killer. There was Michael Fassbender in The Snowman and then there was Dave Bautista Dave in The Shit Man. We've got this guy who literally, we've got a serial killer who makes people die by suffocating them with his own shit. That's a super great story, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You've got a really weird cast <laughs> going on in there. Um, what I think this should actually be is yeah. is that your story about you? <laughs> sure. I think what this story is is the time that you go to America to stalk Jeff Probes. Yeah. And to insist that you get to go on the next season of Survivor. Oh, yeah. And then he, to get rid of you, he makes a bet that you can't make a knife out of shit strong enough to kill a dog. <laughs> And this is the story of you going into the wilderness yeah. to try and do it. And try final... and survive my poop knife. Yeah. And to prove that you are the ultimate survivor. Yeah. Well, maybe that could be the sequel. The first one could be Dave Batista. Then the second one is me. And then the third one, we like to fight. It's like poop man versus shithead. <laughs> Just say so scary. At first, when you said, oh, this guy... Um... He made a knife out of poop and he killed a dog. I was like, man, imagine if they just released this as a really fucked up sequel to Marley and Me. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's just a story. Because I saw a trailer the other day when I was in the, the uh, cinema for like, this really weird film about Harrison Ford, and he's just got a CGI dog. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's just like this, and he's just putting this CGI dog into really horrible scenarios, like it was fighting a bear at one point, <laughs> and Harrison Ford's character just like stood there. <laughs> and I was, like, and I was like, if this dog wasn't CGI, I would believe this was a documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't see him make a knife out of poo. Uh, this is not as good. That's an extreme scenario. Why did why did he need to be there still? Couldn't he just go home? He was stubborn, like. Oh, so he wasn't even trapped. He's just a weird guy. He's just a weird guy who was like, yeah, I can survive on my own. He, he honestly he probably like bought some guy like fish. He bought some guys like fish and like ate it, or he bought some guys like dog, and he just started using his teeth to like fuck, to, like kill him. And he was like, yeah, I did it on my own. I, I, I sharpened. He was just like bullshitting to his wife. His wife was like, <laughs> oh, you can't survive. You can't survive out there with no materials. He's like, I am the material, bitch. I am the danger. And uh, yeah, and then like a week comes by, and he's like, yeah, he's like, and the one, he comes back, and he's like, oh, Martin, how did you survive? He's like, oh, I made a knife out of my own shit, didn't I? Nothing, easy, fucking easy, mate. I could do it next week. Made a knife out of my own shit and fucking stabbed the dog, didn't I? There's a guy who was really frustrated with his wife, and so he just comes home, and he's like, and she's still not impressed. She's like, oh, <laughs> you, God, I can't even look at you. And yeah. he's like, I made a knife out of my own shit and killed this dog. And then he gets the dog and just throws its corpse on the table. <laughs> and she's like, that's the neighbor's dog, you liar. <laughs> that dog had cancer. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, it's sad when it's a dog. Uh, well, we can't, we can't end on shit knife. So I think we're going to end on one that is undoubtedly happy, which yeah. is Tesco shoppers boycott store after it bans cat who has been longtime regular. <laughs> Pumpkin the cat has been banned from his local Tesco's by staff who labelled him a hindrance, sparking angers from his fans. And there's a little picture of this cat sat on the till. Yeah. What's weird is the cat's actually the manager. <laughs> Amazing, isn't there that town in America or in Canada who actually has a cat as its mayor? I don't know. Probably Americans are fucking weird, man. So this is undoubtedly just your classic comedy. Yeah. About, about a cat. Uh, I mean, if you want to make it weird, it could be about someone who dresses as a cat. One of those people. Yeah, it could be an actual cat that can speak to someone who dresses like a cat. It could be like. Isn't there a Richard... film like that? Probably. <laughs> Guy just as a dog the whole time. Or a comedy show? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It could be the voice of... Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yeah. Sir talking Patrick Stewart. To... Talking to, like, Jeff Daniels dressed as <laughs> another cat. He's, like, a really big furry. All he wants to do is fuck the Patrick Stewart cat, but he's oh, like, oh. you really ruined my light-hearted comedy already. <laughs> he doesn't want to fuck it. He doesn't. That's I'm just trying a... to make a nice thing about people standing up for a cat, and you're like, yeah, if he's dressed as a cat, then he fucks him. 
it's, 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 it's never directly said. It's just in the context. It's just it's in the subliminal messaging. Yeah, Jeff Daniels never actually says any of those words, but he just like the audience, adult audience beyond like twenty, are like, yeah, he wants the fuck Patrick. There's Shira. just a lot of uncomfortable sexual tension, and a there lot is. of people in the audience going, "Oh God, I hope he doesn't fuck this cat." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so weird. Oh, the cat's so cute. What's even worse is he's saying that I'm looking at a picture of the cat. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's just I think it's just a nice, friendly film. No, no one yeah. fucks the cat. No the one's cat. dressed as a cat. It's just Rowan Atkinson is is standing up for the cat. He's like the weird regular who always comes into the shop a lot. Yeah. And like comes in Patrick every Stewart day. Voices him. Yeah, and he just like voices the cat. Yeah, just a beautiful little bit of banter. It's just not, no, there's no swearing in this film. You could take no. your family to this film. Uh, Hugh Grant is like the evil Tesco manager who's like, man, I really don't like this cat for some reason, yeah. for Come reasons on. that I will not specify. Maybe that's actually what Hugh Grant's doing right now. What? Maybe that's actually what Hugh Grant's doing right now. He's just angry on Twitter a lot at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's, a really, he's a really angry man. He's even changed his name to Hacked Off You. I, I haven't actually been on Twitter he, for months. He just gets pissy about politics a lot. He's turned into a real arsehole, basically. Yeah, I think he was already always arsehole, too. Yeah. He's got some new film coming out. I saw a trailer for it the other day. I can't remember oh, yeah. what it is. It clearly wasn't memorable. It was something about like a bank heist, I think. I don't know. Our films are better. But um, and I think Hugh Grant bans the cat after the cat somehow with its cat paws can actually start scanning items and taking cash <laughs> <laughs> the cat has been watching so much the cat's like you don't need to pay your staff yeah, anything I do I... This, yeah. and like the regional manager comes in played by uh james corden and yeah. it's just like wow this cat's a really model employee i'm gonna make him your deputy manager and it's just a story of these this cat really climbing the corporate ladder breaking glass ceilings uh, and a lot of bottles because it can't pick them up. And uh, <laughs> it's all about there. <laughs> yeah, there's always something smashed on the floor. And Hugh Grant mm. tries to kill the cat at some point, but course, in a really yeah. comedic way. Like he tries to trap him in a box. Tries like to... a mallet. At one point, he spikes um, spikes his Lucasade with catnip, so the cat's <laughs> just off its face whilst it's at the till. But the yeah. cat, the cat does a good job and uh, actually ends up becoming CEO of the whole company. Yeah. I'm CEO of Pumpkin the Cat. I'm CEO of Tesco. Yeah, yeah. A real, a real story of feline triumph. And no one touches the cat inappropriately. No. It's love. And Jacob Tremblay, like, uh, adopts it right at the end. Yeah. But yeah. it's just... Oh, we could put it into the room universe. And after Jacob Tremblay's traumatic experience yeah. of um, being preyed upon by that guy and having to hang out with... Um, what's her face? Brie Larson. Brie Larson for so long. The cat preys upon him. No, no <laughs> one is fucking anyone. No, the, why? They, they just give Jacob Tremblay the cat after the cat's old and it wants to retire. Yeah. And and Brie Larson uh, just slaps the neck of the cat. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Leave the cat alone, man. It's just the cat, cat won't survive my world. The harsh, cruel world out there. You're a CEO, cat. You don't understand real world problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so wow. pumpkin the cat 
is amazing. The story seems happy. Pumpkin the Cat was allowed back into the store. Nice. That's a nice story, isn't it? And it's directed by, I don't know, whoever directed Mr. Bean. I don't know, some dickhead. <laughs> You're so angry at my film. I just <laughs> want it to be a nice car. No, there's no blood, there's no sex. <laughs> Do I want? I want it to be, like, maybe PG, because Hugh Grant says some words when he's a bit aggy. Uh, yeah. You can say shit once. Yeah, if it's the cat that says it. But it's really yeah. cute. Says that blast loads, blasted catch. <laughs> Patrick Stewart just said blasted teens as they all come into <laughs> the group. The cat's shouting at them like, oh yeah, that's the, the only unspoken thing in the film is the trauma people experience when the cat starts talking to them. <laughs> it sends like five people to an asylum. <laughs> cat yeah. spoke to me. It sounded like, it sounded like. Uh, Deckard, it sounded like fucking Professor X. Oh, that right, Alfie, calm down. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so great if Leonardo DiCaprio from Shutter Island, um, he gets off that mental asylum and the first thing he does is go to this Tesco's and the cat starts talking to him. <laughs> and he's like, I need to go back. I need to go back. Yeah, I need to go. <laughs> find Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I will take that lobotomy. I need it. <laughs> well, I think we did God's work. Oh, yeah. Made, we made, like, five Oscar winners. Best films uh, around. Yeah, pretty much. I think we did some good, we did some good stuff. Um, What's your favourite favorite of the films you made? Uh, obviously, the cat one at the end. I, I would quite like to go see that. Um, I quite like the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Aziz Azari drama, where they have um, the same wife. Oh, the pub. I forgot about the pub. Yeah, the pub. <laughs> yeah, uh, I said the last one because I've already forgotten everything we said. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to purge these conversations from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, homework for this week. Yeah. Uh, build a pub. Build a pub. Invite us to it. Give us free drinks. Yeah, inv- if you do build a pub before next week's episode. Uh, first off, well done. That's some hustle. And uh, second, invite us over. Yeah. Invite us over. And uh, Ben, enjoy your Christmas. Yeah, you enjoy your Christmas too. I don't know. It's only the 11th of December. So <laughs> I'll probably speak to you again before then. Yeah. We're back <laughs> next week with a Christmas special episode. Oh, we will. We, we will. Next week. Next week, Christmas special. Uh, yeah. we're gonna give we're gonna give a gift guide. So for your last minute presents, join us next week for all the ideas. We're gonna record a new Christmas single, num uh, a new Christmas number one. Joined by Simon Cow. Yeah. Called um Kill the Cat. <laughs> Kill the Tesco's cat. <laughs> Kill Patrick Stewart cat. No. <laughs> No, but uh, build a pub, let us know how it goes. Or if you just get the blueprints or the quote yeah. done, that, that's enough. Or, or, or just finger a cat and send me the No, no, don't, don't <laughs> touch cats. If you, uh, if you do get a quote for how much it would cost to level your garden and have a pub built to stop your troublesome partner from their issues, uh, send it to us at rogue underscore opinion and Ben will send you a copy of The Running Man on iTunes. Of course. I own 7,000 copies of it. So. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, because 7,000 people are going to do this. <laughs> he really overshot this audience. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, check back through the archives. Loads of stuff going on. Loads of Christmas stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, loads of stuff to come. New year. New year, new us, Ben. New us. No more cat fucking. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ben, where can people find you? <laughs> ben underscore E-B-E-R-T on Twitter. Oh, and you can find me at Nathan Greenway. Otherwise, thank you guys. Speak to you next week. Bye.